0: Jake Patterson and I'm gonna say this now it is probably going to be a shorter show today because not a whole lot's happened this week I mean in the sports world anyway and I have been avoiding Twitter like the hellscape it is but it seems like it it actually feels like we have reached a varied version of Mount Rushmore season anyone who I, I That is not an original name. That is stolen for part of my take. I will get out ahead of that right now. I am acknowledging where I got that name. But it's a modified version of Mount Rushmore season where we are experiencing it in November instead of July. And it's weird. Because normally, this time of year, you have NFL, college football, NBA is about to start, or NBA has started, and the NHL have started. And college basketball is, like, coming. It's like, It's been going for about a week right now, normally. Because it usually ends, it usually starts like late October and really ramps up as you get closer and closer to Thanksgiving. This year, it seems like the season is just going to start right around Thanksgiving, which is awesome. But that's still a few weeks away. So no college basketball to talk about at the moment. And... We, we have kind of entered the modified Mount Rushmore season where you're getting trickles of news from like the NBA and the NHL. The NFL's still there, kind of filling the role of Major League Baseball, only there's not games every day. There's only teams only play one game a week and those games are spread out over the course of three days. And one of them is non-consecutive with the other two. <laughs> So it, it's a weird time to be a sports fan because normally this is when you're getting, like, everything. You have a you have a feast. You have a feast of sports content. Especially someone like me who likes everything. Like, I have an NFL team. They're doing pretty well. I have a college football team. I technically have two, but one definitely supersedes the other because one of them took a whole lot more of my parents' money. And they're doing very well. And the other one is... Um, I'm not sure what they are yet. We will know this weekend. I have an NBA team. I have an NHL team. I have a college basketball team that is also projected to be very good this year, but they don't start playing just yet, and they are projected finish to second in the conference to a team they beat the crap out of in the conference championship game last year. <sighs> oh I'll, I'll nope i will I will save that for when we get closer to college basketball season. And I'm staying true to my roots and occasionally talking about Liberty basketball on this show, even though I am no longer under any obligation to do so because I am on a Liberty-run platform. I'm not anymore. But it feels very weird not having just a feast of sports content in the first week of November, as is tradition. But instead, we got overloaded with stuff in July. (laughs) But now in November, we have to pay for it. (laughs) Like now we got overloaded with stuff from July to basically September and a little bit of October. It started to slow down. And now in November, we have to pay the price for that. And you just kind of have a desert of content again. But the NBA blessed me this week with a whole lot of rumors. I call them news dump rumors because that is exactly what they are. They are 100% news dump rumors. But some of them, one in particular, just makes me straight-up furious. Just, you're, you're going to get another rant this week. two Two rants in the same week. How impressive. But this is what happens when sports make me angry. Sixers. Sixers, Sixers, Sixers. You were only the, you were... The second four majors team I saw in person, the original was the Orioles. I did not go to a Ravens game until about a year after my first Sixers game. Despite being a Ravens fan my entire life, I had never seen the Ravens play a real game in person until about a year or two later. You guys were what introduced me to the NBA because I did not follow the NBA very closely until I went to a Sixers game for the first time. And I think out of every professional sports team I've been to, I have probably been to more Sixers games than any other because the Orioles were terrible for the longest time. So there was never any point in going to their games because the tickets were so expensive. Ravens tickets were impossible to get your hands on because they're so expensive. And Flyers tickets are really expensive. And I started following them the latest. So the Sixers are the team I have probably seen in person more often than any other team In my life. I think I have gone to Sixers games more often than any other team I am a fan of, other than college teams where I got in for free. I have gone to more Sixers games than anyone else of my four professional teams. And yet, they consistently do stuff like, apparently they're going to trade for James Harden. Why? (laughs) Why? Why would you do that? Why, why, why would you go after James Harden? His style is not conducive to winning championships at all. He is going to clash with Ben Simmons and Joel Joel Embiid so hard, so you'd have to get rid of one of them. Him and Joel Embiid would not get along at all. Unless they somehow bond over their mutual hatred of Russell Westbrook. And i I just I just don't know why this team does the things they do. I really don't know why. And I will never understand them. I have given up attempting to understand them. They 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 got rid of every one of Hinky's guys in the front office. They got rid of every single one of Hinky's guys in the front office instead of instead of getting rid of Elton Brand and and keeping the, the smart guys around. Oh my God, this team. And now they're thinking of trading for James Harden. It, it seems like the Sixers are just run. Now, th- this is going to be a deep cut reference. This is only going to be a, a reference to people who have played be a GM mode in... NBA 2K18 I think it was where you, you start out as a player who ends up having a horrible career ending look like a knee injury and then a few years later you end up becoming GM of whatever team you picked and after they sell out to a new owner and the new owner puts his idiot son in his assistant GM And right before the trade deadline, that idiot son goes behind your back and makes a trade you more than likely told him you didn't want to make. And he usually, like, it's a challenge in your first season as GM to overcome this ridiculous trade that you more than likely did not want to make, but he was so dead set on, and he goes behind your back and makes that trade anyway. In the case of the playthrough I saw, because I didn't actually... I never really bothered buying the 2K games because I'm terrible at them and they're kind of the same thing every year. But one of my friends is playing and I was watching him do a playthrough and I remember he flipped a bunch of pieces to get Nerland's Noel and it was working out great for his version of the Brooklyn Nets. Well, come the trade deadline, the owner's idiot son, who is forced into being your assistant GM, goes behind your back he went behind his back and traded Nerlens Noel for JaVale McGee. And the rest of the comp did not work with JaVale McGee. That is what the Sixers are doing. They are running this team like they are a challenge to the player to overcome in a 2K game. That's what they're doing. They're making dumb trades that the player controlling the real GM has to overcome and try to figure out how to deal with because he's the only smart person in the room. That is what the Sixers are doing right now, if they are well and truly going after James Harden. Because that would not be a fit at all. Like, I feel like him and Doc Rivers would clash, and that was also... Like, hiring Doc Rivers doesn't seem like a great decision to me. Hiring Dale Morey as GM is questionable. Or he, he's president of basketball operations. Elton Brand's going to keep being GM. But hiring Dale Amore for President of Basketball Operations is questionable at best. And now they're possibly thinking about planning for James Harden. And the process was a miserable failure. The process is a complete and utter failure. Like, the process has failed. There's no more trusting it. The process is over and it has failed. Miserably. Because the NBA strong-armed you into into... Bringing in a nepotism puppet in Colangelo because his dad has done great things for the game of basketball. all he did was ruin the Sixers and set up a bunch of burner accounts on Twitter that him and his that him and his wife used and him and everyone and she used to defend the massive collars on his ridiculous dress shirts like I know she and she didn't even do a good job of hiding it. Where they, because everyone knew she was not a native English speaker, and the grammar in these tweets was stuff native speakers were mistakes. Native speakers would never make. Like she did a terrible job of hiding it, and they fired Sam Hankey, kept kept Mr. Burner accounts around, and then instead of begging Sam Hankey to come back and save that team from itself. They promote the former player who has been GMing the D-League slash G-League team and not doing very well and just promoting him to GM well before he's ready. And now we have this mess. Now we have this mess. We signed Jimmy Butler for a year. We miss out on the NBA Finals by only the luckiest shot in the history of basketball in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. And they let Jimmy Butler walk and instead re-sign Tobias Harris to the contract they should have offered Jimmy Butler. And then throw a whole bunch of money at totally washed up Al Horford. He needs to go. And now they're doing the dumb again and possibly going after James Harden. Why do I let this team do this to me? They're fourth on my emotional totem pole anyway. And a distant fourth behind the Ravens, Flyers, and Orioles. Like, the Ravens, Flyers, and Orioles are all pretty tight at the top. And then there's a big drop. And then you got the Sixers. And if you were to slot my college teams in, my college teams would also all be above the Sixers. Liberty basketball, Liberty football, Maryland basketball, Maryland football, Sixers. Actually, no, that's not fair. I don't really care that much about Maryland football because they're terrible. The Sixers are above Maryland football, but that's not saying much. I gave up on that team years ago. That is just residual attachment to them. Like, that's not even active. That's barely even active fandom. It is straight up residual. But there's news outside of that. Whole lot of stuff going on in Boston where apparently Gordon Hayward wants to get the heck out of there, which... I could see that. He's not really I think he wants to be the star of his own team again like he was back in Utah with the Jazz. Like he was he was the star of that team. Now, if he goes back to the Jazz, he will no longer be the star of the team. He's going to be playing second fiddle to Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, but if he joins that team, they probably win a championship. <laughs> that that team That team probably wins a championship. Team's probably very expensive, but they also win a championship. (laughs) And then, apparently, the Celtics are also planning to offer a massive trade package for the first overall pick, which I don't understand at all in this draft because this draft is not that deep. There's no real consensus, number one. It might be James Wiseman. That's the only name I could think of is is James Wiseman. Like, this is not a deep draft by any sense of the imagination. There's... Or it's it's a deep draft, but it's not very top-heavy. Like, this is not a star-studded draft. This is a... This is a depth draft. Let's just see who... Yeah, Anthony Edwards, Cole Cole Anthony, James Wiseman, Obi Toppin, Tyrese Halliburton, Tyrese Maxey, Nico Mannion, Josh Green. Like, these guys are all really good. Trey Jones, Jalen Smith, Lamelo Ball, like Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Stewart, Patrick Williams. Like, these guys are good. But these guys are... None of these guys, at least coming out of college or in Lamelo's case, Europe, are... Not world beaters. Like Anthony Edwards is great. I would love to have him on the team. I'd love to have Obi Toppin. I'd love to have Cole Anthony. Well, Obi Toppin is not much of a defensive player, but he will go off on offense. And people look down on the A-10, but the A-10 is actually really good. So I'd be okay with having Obi Toppin on the Sixers. We're probably not going to be able to get him because they made the playoffs and that pick's going to be too late to be able to get him unless they trade up. That would be a much better move. I'd be much better with them trading up to get Obi Toppin than trading for James Harden. But I don't know what the Celtics are thinking unless they just re- unless they're just really high on Wiseman. Like but that's the thing. No one has seen Wiseman play even at the college level. He wasn't allowed to. He was ruled ineligible and he just sat out the entire year and he declared for the draft anyway. Never played a second of college basketball. So we haven't seen him at a truly high level. Like, I'm sure he played against other ridiculously good players in high school, but we've all seen the video of that, like, 5'8 kid trying to defend Zion when when he was still in high school. And you saw how well that went for that poor kid. Not great. That kid got bullied. I'm thinking there were probably more than a few games where James Wiseman was able to do the same exact thing. (laughs) Because... He's probably a lot taller than the average high school basketball player. But the big, the big rumor in the NBA that just, that just hurts me. It seems like we have another Kevin Durant to the Warriors if you can't beat him, join him situation. And the rumors floating around in the rumor mill right now is that... Giannis Antetokounmpo is apparently planning to sign a contract with the Miami Heat. Amazing. (laughs) We have parity for exactly a year and a year where there is no such thing as home field advantage for the last tiny bit of the regular season and the playoffs. There's no home court advantage. You're just all playing in a tiny arena with virtual fans in Orlando. And why? Just, just why? Why would Giannis go to the Heat? He said he was never the super team guy. He was never going to be the guy to go, go ring chasing and join a super team. And now he's going to sign with the Heat. They don't need him. How do you defend against that? How do you defend against Jimmy Butler, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero? How do you defend against any of that? Because, congratulations, oh, you double teamed Giannis when he was driving the lane. That means Tyler Hero's wide open on the wing. Oh, well, you got a guy on Tyler Hero? Whoops, that means Bam Adebayo is wide open two feet from the basket. Oh, you put a... You put a guy on Giannis and BAM? Well that well that means Jimmy Butler has a free drive lane to the rim. Or a or a wide open floater that no one's even kind of worried about because you're so scared of Giannis and Bam. And if someone closes on Jimmy Butler, that probably means he can kick it out to Tyler Hero. <laughs> That's just gross. <laughs> That's just straight up gross. We had parody in the NBA for like a year and a half. And it's already about to be completely destroyed. Like, if Gordon Hayward does leave Boston, it depends on where he ends up. And if Giannis really does sign with the Bucks, it's truly over. Like, it's truly over for the entire Eastern Conference. Like, that would be... It would it would be the Cavs and the Warriors being the only two teams who have any real shot of winning anything all over again. And it would still involve LeBron James and a team he previously played for <laughs> from California. Ew. It, it would just be the Heat and the Lakers. It would be the Heat and the Lakers every year. And just why? Just Just why would anyone want that? Like... Adam Silver would absolutely have to block that. But it's a free agent signing, so he wouldn't be able to. He can only block trades. He can't. He can't do anything about free agency. Oh no. <laughs> if those rumors are true and Giannis truly does sign with the Bucs, the NBA is screwed. The NBA is just straight up screwed. It'd be over again. You you finally built up a sense of parity and unpredictability. We had a year of A bunch of teams all having really good dynamic duos. And we're going to just go right back to... Right back to the Superstar teams. Because Steph and Clay are going to be back this year. The Warriors won't be as good as they were, but... I mean, Steph and Clay are coming back, so they'll obviously be able to do something. I mean, Giannis isn't a free agent until the end of this season, so we'll have one more year of... Dynamic duos everywhere and then right back to super teams you get you get two and a half seasons of reprieve from the super teams and it just comes right back and then it'll be another four year cycle of of the heat and the Lakers not the yeah the heat and the Lakers being the only teams to uh, really do anything and then you'll get the year. Then it'll break up again when Bronny gets drafted and LeBron will go sign with whatever team he's playing for at a massive discount, just so he can play one year with his son and say he accomplished that. And right off into the sunset, possibly with his his six championship rings and number one all-time on the scoring list and right off into the sunset as the greatest player of all time. And then we just start all over (laughs) in the era of... Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Bam Adebayo. We start all over in the era of those guys. Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis. We start in the era of those guys dominating everything. Which would be nice because as the teams are currently constructed, other than that hypothetical Heat super team, it'd be back to an era of dynamic duos, which would be nice. But who knows when the NBA is even going to start again. I'm still holding out hope for that December 22nd start date or maybe a little bit after that because having the Christmas games would be nice. But you never really know what they're going to do. And who knows what the NHL is planning. I hope they all come back soon because I miss them. (laughs) I don't miss the NBA as much as I miss the NHL, but... It's nice having the NBA around, even just as, like, background to the sports I definitely care more about. Like, like, because I definitely prefer college basketball to the NBA. Like, the NBA is a background to college basketball for me. I'm probably in the outlier on that, but for the longest time, my NBA team was not very good. And my college basketball team was... Like that's the thing. The process was starting its upswing right as Liberty took a massive leap forward in quality. So it, it kind of, it kind of overshadowed them. And Liberty basketball is still like my number one basketball team. They have superseded the Sixers, but I'm probably an outlier there, but that's what I've got for the NBA up next. Uh, There's some dumb stuff going on in the NFL right now, and it's all kind of centered around the Jets. We'll get into that next here on the mashup. All right, time for some NFL action and (laughs) the Jets, the Jets, the Jets, the Jets. I just made fun of the Sixers for a few minutes. Time to make fun of a team that isn't mine. And good lord. Apparently, according to Joe Douglas, Adam Gase is still part of the Jets' plans going forward. What? The hope is that we can fix these problems together and be here for a while, Douglas said on Gase. And this is all coming from Max Goodman of Sports Illustrated Jets Country. So shout out to him for actually doing this interview. Douglas explained that he believes the Jets are capable of getting where he wants them to go in the future with Gase at the helm. Um, incorrect. They are 0-8. When asked directly if Gase is part of the solution in New York, Douglas nodded. Yes, he said. I really don't know who's dumber. I I really don't. Is it Woody Johnson? Is it... Is it Joe Douglas? Is it Adam Gase? I don't know. All three of them are really, really dumb, though. Like, this team... I'm glad I was born in Maryland and grew up a Ravens fan, because... I don't think I could deal with being a fan of a team this incompetent. This shockingly incompetent. Like, I have crapped on the Orioles and the Sixers for a long time. But the Orioles seem to have a plan in place, and the Sixers did have a plan in place. They're just screwing it up. So, the Sixers at least did have a plan in place for a little while. The Jets never did. Like... They had Mark Sanchez. He was good for a couple years. He started to go downhill, and then the butt fumble happened. And they've been awful ever since. They've been straight-up terrible ever since. And it's it's kind of hilarious, but at the same time, I also feel bad for Jets fans because they're straight-up going 0-16 this year. And now if the rumors are true that Trevor Lawrence rightfully so, feels like he kind of got robbed of his last season of college football, which, again, he's definitely... He's definitely doing okay. Like, he's... He's the quarterback at Clemson. He's probably getting some help on the side. And the NCAA is not going to do anything because they are the most (laughs) corrupt and incompetent institution in all of sports. Because, I mean... Until it gets really blatant, they don't do anything. They really don't. Everyone gets away with cheating in the NCAA, especially if you make them money. The Alabamas, the Clemsons of the world, in basketball, the Kentuckys, the Dukes, the UNCs, all of them, all of them do it. And like, I'll even throw my own school under the bus here. I know Liberty does does some shady stuff. At least for football. I'm almost sure of it. Like, I have no proof. But, like, if Hugh Freeze got busted for recruiting violations once. But now that we're, now that Liberty's a good story, no one's going to say anything. Liberty basketball. They might actually be clean. Because Richie McKay. But, everyone in the NCAA is straight up dirty. Like, There's no perfectly clean programs in the NCAA. And the ones that are, suck. Like, if they do exist, they suck. They're they're absolutely terrible and no one talks about them. Everyone is cheating in the NCAA. But Trevor Lawrence may have kind of felt like he's been robbed of his last season of college football, which he missed the game against Boston College. He's going to miss the game against Notre Dame this weekend. I would agree. If if they don't beat Notre Dame this weekend, they probably aren't going to the playoff, which means Notre Dame probably will because Notre Dame's just straight up a member of the ACC this year. Which they should be permanently because they're in the ACC for everything else, but it's a a weird situation where the ACC needs them. They don't need the ACC. But if Trevor Lawrence is going to go back to college for another year, because this year doesn't count against his eligibility either. You're going to, you're going to lose out on your, your hope that you probably would have ended up ruining anyway, because you're the jets and you don't deserve Trevor Lawrence. That would be so funny. If the jets go, 0 16 in the year where the best quarterback prospect in years was probably going to declare for the draft and was a very easy consensus number one pick from his freshman season. Like, from his freshman season onward, he was going to be the number one pick. Like, as soon as they went off his freshman year, like, halfway through his freshman year, they are like, yeah, he's going to be the number one pick one day. And that has held true. And if he comes out next year, he will probably also be the number one pick in 2022. And if he wants to go back to college for another year... Instead of playing for the app, hmm, let's see. Live in South Carolina, where it's warm most of the year. Clemson, South Carolina is beautiful, like, at every point of the year. Especially, especially during football season and then also in the spring. Gets a little hot there in the summer, but he's not really there during the summer. But Clemson, South Carolina is beautiful most of the year you're going to be there. Because by the time it gets too gross, you're going home. Because the fall semester's over. Yeah, I could see. And he's getting money on the side. Probably not paying taxes on it. He's probably not getting as much. But he's still getting more than enough. Because again, he's the quarterback at Clemson. I would stay at Clemson another year because I don't want to go to the Jets and be another Mark Sanchez. Trevor Lawrence is a lot better than Mark Sanchez, but I don't want to go to the Jets and be another Mark Sanchez. Like, I don't want to have my career completely ruined. Actually, better example. I don't want to be another Matt Stafford. I don't want to be another Johnny Manziel. He did that to himself mostly, but you know. Like, I don't want to be any of those guys. I want to, like, if you go number one overall, you're going to a bad team. But... You could go to a team that's kind of bad and still turn them around. You could not turn around the New York Jets. No matter how good Trevor Lawrence is, he cannot save the New York Jets. Because if Adam Gase is still part of their plan going forward, he's going to destroy Trevor Lawrence. He's going to absolutely destroy Trevor Lawrence. So if I were him, I'd wait a year. Go win another national championship at Clemson, because you might not win one this year. You'll probably win one next year if you do go back. Like, go win another national championship at Clemson. If you don't win the Heisman this year, go win it next year. Because, duh. Like, if you don't win the Heisman this year, go win it next year. Because if he if he comes back for another year, he's guaranteed to win the Heisman next year. Like, unless some guy just comes out of nowhere and completely goes off, Trevor Lawrence is winning the Heisman Trophy next year. If he has a good chance to win it this year, well... Maybe not now with having to sit out for two games, but if he like goes off in a big game before the end of the season, which I don't know if Clemson has many big games left, I think their big game is this weekend. Let's see. Let's see what their remaining schedule looks like after this weekend. Where are you? They should definitely be on the top 25 list. Where the heck are they? They're both in the top 25 where here they are. So Clemson's remaining schedule, Notre Dame this weekend, then Florida state, Pittsburgh and Virginia tech. All of them unranked. The best record among the three of them is four and two for the Hokies. And Florida state's two and four and the Panthers are three and four. So yeah, this is their last good game. Until the ACC championship, which at the moment would be against also Notre Dame. Because no divisions this year. It's just one big ACC. Like, actually, I think they are. Are they using divisions this year? I feel like they should be. ACC standings. Oh, no, it's just, yeah, so it'd be them and Notre Dame. Because I don't see uh, Miami, unless uh, unless Miami ends up leapfrogging them, it's, it's probably going to be Clemson and Notre Dame or Miami. Probably any combination of those three teams is going to be the ACC championship game this year. If Clemson makes it and Trevor Lawrence goes off in that, he has a chance to win the Heisman. Especially if it's against Notre Dame. But they have to win this week against Notre Dame without him. But I would, if I were him, I I would want no part of this god-awful franchise. Now, there's a very good chance they have the number one pick again next year. But at the same time, there's a very good chance there will be another just, there's one team every year in the NFL that's just putrid from the word go. And it's usually not the same team two years in a row. So if I'm Trevor Lawrence and you get this story coming out that Adam Gase is their guy for the future, even though they're currently sitting at 0-8 and they're going to be 0-9 come Monday night when they definitely lose to the Patriots, who, by the way, I find great pleasure in the fact that they are 2-5. and five. If you are Trevor Lawrence and you hear that story, that... Adam Gase is still our guy. I would stay... I would stay at Clemson so fast, I'd be like, nope. I am staying at Clemson. Debo Sweeney has a lot of haters, but he is a good coach. And I would like to continue playing for him for another year than going to play for that moron with the weird bugged-out eyeballs, Adam Gase. But as far as... It's another week where... There aren't that many interesting matchups in the NFL. Like, at all. Like, Ravens Colts should be pretty good. That's about it. All the other evenly matched matchups are, or um, Bill Seahawks should be pretty good too. Ravens Colts and Bill Seahawks are both going to be really good. The Niners are injured to hell, so they're not going to do a whole lot in uh, in their game. I th- I believe they're playing the Packers. But why is Patriots Jets the Monday Night game? Why are the Jets ever on Monday Night Football <laughs> in front of a national audience? They're going to they're going to stink up the joint on ESPN so bad. It's not it's going to be horrendous. There's so many there's so many other games that could have happened on Monday night. Just like last week with the Sunday night game. That Sunday night game last week was awful. And probably the best game of the week, Raven Steelers, which I'm still mad about, was in the 1 o'clock window. What was the point of that? Like, that was easily one of the best games of last weekend. Like, easily one of the best games of last weekend. And it was in the 1 o'clock window. While Eagles-Cowboys... <laughs> Was in prime time. Saints bucks on Sun. Saint Buck Saints bucks on Sunday Night Football. That should be good. Just because it's Drew Brees versus Tom Brady, it's a divisional matchup, and they're both well over five hundred. But why is Patriots Jets the Monday Night game? And for whatever reason, Packers Niners is Thursday. Like the Packers are probably going to win that one because, again, the Niners are injured to hell and back. Ravens culture should be good Broncos Falcons worth a laugh Seahawks bills will be pretty good Bears Titans I think they're both gigantic frauds so who knows what that's gonna be Chiefs are gonna demolish the Panthers maybe not as bad as they did the Jets last week Lions Vikings same thing they both absolutely suck but it it should be it should be some worthwhile comedy Giants football team that's gonna be atrocious that it'll be funny though same thing with Texans Jags. It's gonna be awful, but it'll be really funny. They're both one and six. Like that. That's another one. That like that's a you got a full on a couple of full on tank bowl games this weekend. Raiders Chargers might be okay. Steelers are gonna demolish the Cowboys. Cardinals Dolphins sneaky good game in the four o'clock window, and then the two primetime games Saints Bucks and Patriots Jets. Dolphins Cardinals is going to be the last, or Saints Bucks is going to be the last good game this weekend. That Monday night game is awful. (laughs) That Monday night game is so bad. Dolphins Cardinals, though, that's clearly the best game in the four o'clock window. Like, not even close. I hate that I'm probably going to have Steelers Cowboys here. I don't know why. Like, CBS needs to flex that and make Dolphins Cardinals the game everybody gets because I'd much rather watch that. Like, much rather watch that. (laughs) Like, the Steelers are going to demolish the Cowboys. Heinz Ward 2.0 is going to cut up that defense like it's Swiss cheese. I would love it so much if if the Cowboys won that game. (laughs) I mean, I would have liked the Ravens to have been the team to hand the Steelers their first loss, but I think it would be so funny if the Cowboys did it. Because... I'm counting on the Ravens beating them on Thanksgiving. I don't want the pressure of them still being undefeated. Cowboys, go ahead and shock the world. I wanted to do it last week. I wanted the Ravens to do it last week, but Cowboys, go right ahead. Because you will be my new second favorite team if you beat the Steelers this weekend. Please. Because I think that would just be the funniest thing ever. Ball, don't lie, boys. Ball, don't lie. You get helped by the refs in a game you probably should have lost by some of the worst calls I've ever seen. So you deserve to go on the road and lose to the worst defense in the NFL. Ball, don't lie. I'm pulling for the Cowboys this weekend. I'm 100% pulling for the Cowboys this weekend. I don't care because... Strength of schedule is not a thing in the NFL. It, I use it as a measuring stick, but it's not a real thing. It does not factor into anything in the NFL. There's no committee. There's no AP ranking. There's no coaches poll. There, strength of schedule doesn't mean a thing. Common opponents doesn't mean a thing. Cowboys. Go ahead and beat the Steelers because the Ravens are going to blow your brains in. You're going to just beat your brains in in about a month anyway. So, Cowboys, go ahead and do the thing. I'm pulling for you. But that's what I've got for a slightly rambly NFL segment. But it all kind of does tie into my point that the Jets are idiots. And there are some sneaky good games and some absolute stinkers on the slate for this weekend. So I hope you enjoy them all. But that's it for the NFL. Up next, we'll uh, talk about some rumored changes coming to the LCS next season. And there were some big ones. We'll get into that up next here on The Mashup. Okay, final segment of the show. Like I said, a little bit lighter today because not a whole lot's happened this week. But there are some big rumors floating around and... I mean, this is coming from Travis Gafford, so I trust his sources. Dude is well-connected to the North American League of Legends scene. But there are some big changes coming to the LCS next year, if any of these do indeed take hold. Big one. No more splits. No more spring-summer split. It is one long, regular season that starts in January and runs through September. One... Big, long, regular season. One continuous season. So, no more spring split doesn't matter because there is no spring split. Now, you might be asking, what about MSI? Well, they're still going to have a spring playoff. It's not... There's no spring split, but they're still going to have what is effectively the spring playoffs. It'll be a tournament where it won't be, I think, I think ten, eight eight or nine teams out of the 10 in the, L- I think it's eight. I think the, the top eight teams qualify for the playoffs in the LCS. Let me check lol Esports and see who, who does what. Let's see how many different teams are here. One, two, three, four, five. Let's see. FlyQuest, EG, TSM, Golden Guardians, Liquid, C9, Dignitas, 100 Thieves. Yeah, that's eight. So eight of the ten qualify for the playoffs. Yeah, Counter Logic and Immortals missed out. So the rumors are that instead of the top eight, the top six will qualify for this new spring tournament. That is not the spring playoffs, but the LCS regular season will stop for this spring tournament. Only six teams will play in it, and the winner will go to MSI. So it is effectively still the spring playoffs. It's just not. <laughs> like, I'm guessing you'll still be called spring champion, or spring tournament champion, or mid season tournament champion, and... They will go as the LCS representative to MSI. Uh, Let's just hand that to Cloud9 right now. Have fun at MSI next year, boys. It's probably going to be in Los Angeles, at least I hope. Because I would like a League of Legends tournament that is time zone friendly rather than in Europe or Korea or China. Here, have, have an MSI on the home front. But that's the big rumor. And one of the other things that will change, instead of playing twice in spring, twice in summer, everybody play everybody, doing like a double round robin, it will be a quintuple round robin over the course of the entire season. So everyone plays everyone five times. So that means everyone is going to play 45 games. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) Alrighty then. So that's an extra. Originally it was 18 games a split. Now it's going to be 45 games over the course of the entire season. That's adding an extra nine games per team to the schedule. And because of all that extra time, they're going to now do five games a day. Five on Friday, five on Saturday, five on Sunday. Instead of the summer splits two, four, and four, or in the case of spring split four on Saturday, four on Sunday, two on Monday, which I think was a bad idea because you run into Monday Night Football and no one's going to watch. Because Monday Night Football is a way bigger draw than League of Legends will ever be. But Friday night... And esports don't belong on weekdays. Ever. Other than major tournaments, esports do not belong on weekdays. Like, Evo on a Monday... Even Evo on a Monday would feel weird. Like... Other than absolutely major events, which look at the world schedule. Every game, the first game of every week is on Thursday. The games are Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like Thursday is the earliest in the week you can have a true esports event. And I will stick to my guns on that. Thursday is the earliest you should have a game. And for the regular season, you should start absolutely on Friday. Like there is no reason you should start on Thursday ever for regular season stuff. Same thing with Monday. Don't put games on Monday ever again. Keep them on Friday. But now they're going to have five games over the so fifteen games a weekend cause everybody's playing everybody. Everybody gets three games. And good Lord. Well, maybe not everybody will get three games over the course of a... uh, Over the course of a single weekend. Because what was the... That's Worlds. Gotta take Worlds out and scroll back. To the LCS regular season. Okay, here's a week. Dignitas twice. No, everyone... No, everyone played two games a weekend. Usually. So, yeah. Like, now everyone's gonna play three games a weekend... And you're going to get 15 games out of it. Have fun with that, casters. (laughs) Hopefully they have rotating broadcast crews. Because two people doing five games. Oh, I pray for their voices. I pray for their vocal cords. Because I've seen people do three games in a single day and be really tired. I can only imagine adding two more, especially as excited as a lot of the LCS casters get. Kobe and Captain Flowers in particular. And they both talk really fast. And so does Freak. So hopefully they have rotating commentary crews where like one team does three and then the other guys do two. And then you switch the next day. The guys who did two will do three. And the guys who did three will do two. And you switch it again on Sunday. So everyone still ends up doing the same number of games. You just do it in a different order. Like, everybody does six games. You just do... Or eight games. Everybody does eight games. You just do it in a different order. But I'm curious to see how that goes because one of the other rumors that Travis Gafford did suggest was that the LCS and Riot are prepared to sell their exclusive broadcast rights to either Twitch or YouTube. They would probably sell to Twitch because Twitch doesn't there's no way Twitch wants to lose another major esport. Because they've already they've already lost Overwatch League and Call of Duty League to YouTube. I don't think they want to lose the LCS too. Because if they lose the LCS, that's big. Like, sure, LCS games are broadcast on YouTube and Twitch simultaneously already. But you've got to think there's going to be a bidding war for the exclusive rights to that. Because, I mean, it's the LCS. And if the others do that too, like if the LEC sells its exclusive rights to YouTube, obviously the L- the the LPL and the LCK couldn't do that, except with maybe like their English language broadcasts. And then Worlds would be on either Twitch or YouTube. But I think I, I think uh, Twitch does not want to lose the LCS because, think about it, regular season LCS games pull in about thirty to 40,000 viewers. They pull a lot of viewers. Playoffs, even more. And then Worlds is even bigger. There's no way Twitch wants to lose, have any chance of losing that. This is going to be a bidding war. And I know YouTube wants a piece of that. If if YouTube can get the LCS exclusive broadcast, good lord, look out. Like, YouTube's live streaming platform will explode if that's the case. Like, straight up. If, if that's how it ends up shaking out that YouTube gets the LCS broadcast rights, good lord. They would have Overwatch, Call of Duty, and League of Legends. All exclusive to YouTube Gaming's live stream. That'd be big. That'd be real big. In, what, three of the biggest esports in the entire world? Twitch would still have Counter-Strike and Valorant, but if Riot already sold to YouTube for League, you'd have to imagine Valorant might not be too far behind. Well, they're, they're not running... They're not running the scene entirely... Directly yet. Like they do with League of Legends for Valorant. But. First Strike is a riot organized event. So you never know. I mean if. If YouTube starts making a big play for. Various. Various esports titles. And their exclusive broadcasting rights. Oh. (laughs) That streaming war is going to take off. The. The streaming war has kind of. Has kind of dipped down a little bit. Everyone's just kind of settled. Like. Doesn't seem like Twitch is gonna give out any more big contracts anytime soon. They just gave multiple bags to Shroud and Ninja. YouTube seems like they're chilling out for a while. But if the esports broadcast rates become the next bidding war, look out. Look the heck out. Because that's gonna get that's gonna get expensive and that's gonna get nasty. And I'm very excited for that if that if that does become the case. But that's what I've got for the show this week. What do you guys think about the proposed format changes to the LCS? We won't know if these are confirmed until probably right before the season's going to start. Like, this probably won't be confirmed until late January. Right no, bo- <laughs> Knowing the LCS and Riot, they'll probably confirm this format change a week before the, the season's supposed to start next year. Like... First games in a week. Oh, yeah, here's the entire schedule, and it's just going to be one long regular season. But we are still going to have a spring tournament that's totally not spring playoffs to send a team to MSI. (laughs) But it's going to be one long regular season, and everyone's going to play each other five times. Because we want money from Twitch or YouTube. Actually,. We want Twitch and YouTube to just keep bidding back and forth with each other. And when we're finally happy with the ridiculous amount of money we're going to make, we will take whoever has the bigger offer. But I I hope the the esports streaming war becomes the next wave of the streaming war. That'd be the funniest thing ever. But that's what I've got for the show today. Hope you all enjoyed. Like I said, let me go. Let me know what you guys think of the proposed format changes to the LCS and anything else I talked about on the show today. Over on Twitter at realpatterson50 at mashup underscore pod. Come check out the Discord server. Come follow me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv/darksniper1230, twitch.tv/darksniper1230. Link in the show description. And hope you all enjoy your weekend. And I will talk to you guys on Tuesday. See you then.